Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Zivi Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And speaking of books, I have two of my own books coming out this spring and summer. Princess Charming is a picture book, which debuts on April 19th, and Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature comes out on July 1st, and it is truly a labor of love. I hope you'll pre-order, order, and join me on tour as I go across the country. You can find out more at zibbyowens.com or bookendsmemoir.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at zibbyowens because I always post about everything. Enjoy the show. Kristen Glosserman is the author of If It's Not Right, Go Left, Practical and Inspirational Lessons to Move You in a Positive Direction. Kristen is a life coach and has guided countless successful individuals to maximize their strengths and capabilities for more than a decade. Her clients include executives from Wall Street, Ralph Lauren, American Express, Douglas Elliman, and Saks Fifth Avenue. These best-in-class business leaders seek Glosserman's advice for practical and straightforward strategies that work and can be applied to all facets of their life. With her signature blend of contagious dynamism and genuine warmth, she is dedicated to helping people embrace possibility, create positive change in their personal lives and careers, and achieve their best version through goal setting and personal accountability. Glosserman is also a certified parent educator where she helps parents obtain the education and skills that are key to raising resilient and independent children. Glosserman is also co-owner of Hill Country Barbecue Market with her husband, Mark Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss If It's Not Right, Go Left, Practical and Inspirational Lessons to Move You in a Positive Direction. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a delight. I'm sorry this has taken so long to schedule and do, but everything happens for a reason. So maybe we were meant to talk today and your book is so great. And I love the pictures, but mostly I love the content, particularly the little boxes where you share your own personal story. It's like, I want more of that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So why don't you tell listeners about your book and how it came to be? Thank you again. So my book, If It's Not Right, Go Left, is a manual for anyone looking to move their life in a positive direction. And I share all throughout the book that if you spoke to me 18 years ago around my 30th birthday, you would have met someone who was depressed and getting divorced, lacked career direction, and was being quite destructive. And I made a decision that I was going to change my ways. And that to start it started one one decision at a time. And you know, here I am, 48 and married, have a career I love and four beautiful children. And I wanted to share the help and the hope with anyone who wanted to hear it. So that was really the inspiration for the book. Amazing. One through line of your story, which is so tragic, is the loss of your brother when you were just 13. And Mm -hmm. I actually was reading some of this out loud to my kids. And my son was like, well, if she was 13, how old was her brother? So can I ask how old your brother was at the time? Yes, he was four years younger than me. So he was in grade school. And, you know, as you know, and I've connected with your moms, don't have time to grieve. When you go through something like that it changes you forever. And I feel it used to be a club that was relatively small. And unfortunately, that club seems to be a whole lot bigger now. And so many of us are now having to manage holding that grief while living our lives. And I say and I share that for a very long time, I struggled with that until it became an inspiration. And now so much of what I do is, is inspired by my brother, Michael, and, um, and his life. Oh. Well, well, I appreciate you sharing. It's not always easy, as you know, mm-hmm. but I love how you used it to show like the family that showed up for you at the time, you're, that who you're still friends with your friend, Jen, and how her mom was such a rock for you and how the, sometimes what you need just shows up for you at those times. And ends up being maybe maybe not the people necessarily you thought, or maybe it is, but the people mm-hmm. who get you through those times, there's something where that links you forever and like not to push those connections away because that's those family bonds and your whole emphasis on nuclear family, which pervades the entire narrative with you as a mom and your kids and your family and everything. Growing up with your Catholic family and all of your traditions and the emphasis on family traditions. I love it. There's actually at my daughter's school right now, every Friday, they have a parent come Zoom to the class about their family tradition. So I finally got to go last week. I know after all year, all year, my daughter was like, when are we going to talk? When is your turn for family traditions? What are we going to do? So we talked about celebrating Shabbat and I gave out hollas to all the kids and everything. But but yes, I totally loved that part too. Like the the role of family and the role of support and all of that. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that and some of the the ways that you found the power of family, your own or your friends or your adopted or whatever. 
And I think family can be that large, as you share. You know, some of us have it under one roof, but some of us have this extended family and the families that we choose through friendship and work and our communities. And those are all pillars of our life. So I say, you know, four kids. I mean, you know, four kids. How do you have how do you have four kids? I I truly believe that it was the four of them that really filled that space, that hole in my heart after losing my brother. And I draw so much inspiration from, you know, my friends and their families. And Jen, my high school friend, she she had her mom and she had her sisters always around. And I remember just days after losing my brother, looking around that table at the the laughter and the bond that they shared. And they had also been through so much tragedy. Jen had lost her cousin and then she lost her dad. So this was not a family that was, you know, let the good times roll. This was a family that had been through a lot of tragedy and they were happy. They were together. They were there for each other. And, and I knew at a very young age that having that table was going to help. So I think, you know, to bring it back to the book, there are there are things that we can do in our lives that can move us in a positive direction. And it's about knowing what they are and then creating a discipline to actually do them. And in the book, it's it's very practical. There's a series of questions that you can ask yourself so that you could begin igniting those wants. And through those wants, we can then create some sort of a plan to begin doing them. And, and, and success is rarely an accident. I'm, I'm here today because of a lot of hard work and a discipline of positive direction that I documented, created, and now share. Wow. Well, just like going up through your life story here. So you talk about how you ended up in this sales job that was very lucrative. And, you know, you had a nice life. You had the studio apartment in New York. You're feeling good. Mm-hmm sales for Xerox, sales for pharmaceuticals, whatever you were doing and, yeah. um, and how Lots you felt sales. like, so, okay. And you felt so much pressure to, yeah, Xerox, right? Xerox. That's mm-hmm. what you said. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You felt so much pressure to get married as so many of us, especially I feel like then, not now in the same way, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. I'm 45 and you know, hitting 30, it was like, oh my gosh, who's around? You know, it's like a game of musical chairs. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> our music is ending, like jump in what's available. <laughs> but you did describe like this very, you know, the chemistry you had with your ex and how you, even though you were warned, you were like, no, 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 this is, I, no. Which I also feel like is so relatable because we all know the guys who are not necessarily the best for us, but why are we so attracted to them? But, you know, especially at young ages. <laughs> But then there you were divorced and like the power of even making that decision. And that's a really hard decision to make. So tell me a little more about that. The most difficult. And it's exactly what you said. Back then, 30 and single, especially for a big Italian family. I mean, I was feeling like a spinster. My sister already had two kids. You know, Jennifer was having her kids. Everyone's having kids. And I wasn't married. And, And thank goodness, a lot has changed. I have three daughters. I have a boy and three girls. And I mean, my girls, you know, marriage are like, you know... After it all, after I become an artist, after I you know exactly. do this and do that, so I love how that dialogue has really has has moved, and I feel very much in a positive direction. But that decision to go left, you know, to make a major change, it was arguably the most difficult decision of my life because you know he, he wasn't abusive. There there wasn't you know there wasn't this you have to leave. 
it was just this very, very strong feeling that we were not a good pairing. He did not want the same things that I wanted, this big family and, you know, rooted in tradition. And, and I just, I'm so grateful that I had the, the insight and the courage to make that change. And I think that that was really a defining moment for me. I talk about living directionally in the book. It's the last life lesson. And it's about living with vision. And this vision of what I wanted and what I had was so far apart that that was the motivation for the change. Interesting. Yeah. My, my dad has the saying, life's too short to be miserable. And so <laughs> I, uh, I always think about that. But these decisions are not easy to come by. And I don't know. Although it did make me want to ask you for a picture of your ex because I bet he was like, you know, pretty amazing. But anyway, I'm kidding. Um, but then you go into... It's pretty cute. You, you go into mm-hmm. your your marriage and your love affair with Mark, your husband, and the way that he like inspired from day one all this positive change in you, which is amazing, right? From getting you to mm-hmm. stop smoking. Maybe I'm like too giving too much away, but I don't know. I just yeah, like, no. love you. Know, and, and how you were willing to change like one of your hardest habits to kick mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm you realized it was just getting in the way of something so amazing and all, and raising your kids Jewish, even coming from a large Italian Catholic family and the, your son's bar and all of that. Like, tell me about how you, and in a way, like you, you made that happen. You made it all happen, but it could easily not, I mean, I guess anything with life, you could say that, but I feel like this was so purposeful in how you had to make the decisions that got you to ultimately where you wanted to be. Which, of course, you're trying to teach everybody else. That's (laughs) that's exactly right. I mean, you just summed it up perfectly. This was very conscious. You know, your ability to live the life you want is a very conscious decision. And once you can get clear on what that is, then you can actually say each and every day, am I moving closer or further away from what I want and what I see? Right? Then it, it really, it sounds so simple. Once you learn these fundamentals of living directionally, it kind of is. So if you, I want to be in this loving marriage, well, how am I showing up today? Am I being loving or am I coming to the day with resentment and anger, right? So once we can really get clear on what it is we want, we can then make those decisions. Mark for me, you know, was really taking advantage of this amazing opportunity. Mark is the smartest, kindest, most loyal and sincere. I mean, his friends would be a mile long. I mean, Mark is like that guy. And I'm just so lucky that when I met him actually a second time, because we knew each other in a previous life, that I was ready to, you know, really go there with him. And I, I do think that everything happens for a reason. And I believe that we make things happen when we're ready for them. Very true. Wow. I love it. And now you also work with him on the rest in the restaurant world as well. And you do all this coaching. You're running back and forth to the restaurant. You have clients, you're dropping off the kids. Is that basically what life looks like for you or? Yeah. And, and I'm sure you too, right? I mean, how many hats do most of us I, wear, I don't have right? a restaurant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could, I mean, I, I, that I, wouldn't be a bad I, idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing now, but it has not been you know, easy these last few years. It's been incredibly challenging during COVID and a world of thanks to 
Mark and our teams for hanging in there and and staying with it. So when I when I finally started dating, you know, Mark and getting serious, he was at that pivot where I think a lot of people are finding themselves right now. He had just moved back from London after deciding to move out of his, you know, last business overseas and he was going uh, to grad school. He was at Columbia getting his MBA. And he came to me like with this big idea of of opening this flagship barbecue restaurant, Texas inspired by his mom and dad who met at UT. And I say, if it had come to me at any other time in my life, I probably would have looked at my boyfriend and said, are you crazy? (laughs) But I was knee deep in my coaching and really living this idea of, you know, whatever it is that you envision, you can do. So I sort of jumped on board with him and we've spent the last 15 years building this this brand and this flagship on 26th street and yes so much of our life has been running back and forth between the restaurant uh fortunately now it's sort of a bit of an institution where we've got our partners and our teams and i think our guests know what to expect from from it but it a lot of hard work and i've got to just you know give my husband all the credit because that has really been his baby while I've been raising our four. And I'm just glad that I was able to be a part of it with with him and the team. And I, I love our Hill Country family. <laughs> and is it has it stayed open? Like, did you have, do you outdoor, outdoor dining and all of that? Yes. We, our New York flagship has remained open the entire time on, you know, on delivery and outdoor dining. And now we're back to booking events and music and really starting up again, which is great. So where, where is it? I have to come to this restaurant. Where 30, oh, 30 West 26th Street between 6th and Broadway. Awesome. Flatiron. Okay, perfect. Amazing. Okay. I'm going to come. I mean, I'm sure most people have already been, but you know, I found I haven't been, I don't know, I've, since COVID, I've been very reluctant to basically leave my house at all times for basically anything. I think so, I think so many people have been. And, and the great thing about New York is as many people have been there, whenever I meet someone who has it, I'm like, great, more people still right. to discover. I mean, that's like a... That's why we live here because it never, you know, it never gets old. <laughs> it would be fun to do an event there. I'm trying to plan a bunch of events coming up. Yeah. Like now All right. Hit me offline. Okay. I'll, well, we can circle back. <laughs> Sir, I hate that expression. I don't even know why I said that. Anyway. Okay. So I have to say, when I got to the part in the book where you ran the half marathon, I was like, well, maybe I'm starting to hate her a little bit. Like now she's just like, now I'm just like feeling really, you know, completely out of shape and like, what can this woman not do? You know, like you're doing all the things and like running your business and mastering your body. And like, you know, it's really amazing. Talk about how your physical life and your exercise, because you talk about how important it is and how much you get out of it. Not the, not just, not the vanity, the, the emotion from it. So tell me about that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I think uh, for me, and we all know what that is, for some people, it's a good book, right? Like we draw energy from that. For some people, it's a vacation or time alone. For me, it's always been very physical. So I, you know, I was an athlete growing up and I just loved that feeling of, of the game and the score and the win and competing. So that has always fused me, fueled me. So how do we find that, you know, later in life through movement? And, and, and to your point, Zibby, I'm so, I really, I do this on Instagram all the time because if I make it look easy, I apologize. It's, it's absolutely exhausting. I have my days where I crash and I spend the whole day in bed. On Sunday, I said to the kids and my husband, pretend I'm not here because I'm not a good traveler and I don't like to go away. And I, I look at you know women on girls trips and retreats. And I think that's so amazing because that's for me a real area of grow. That's not something that I gravitate towards. So I actually have to like just let everyone know to pretend I'm not here so I can have a day to refuel myself because it's so much, it's so much work. And if it's important to you, you make time for it. So the physical is really important to me. I lock it in my calendar at the beginning of the day. I did my squats and my sit-ups before I jumped on the phone with you, even if it's just 40 squats. I mean, something to get my heart rate up and to feel like I move my body in a meaningful and purposeful way. That's important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of people. And then just okay, last thing I said, I'm like <laughs> j- jumping through your life. There was so much stuff to discuss. I feel like we could have episodes on like each little Yay. area, but you talk about dyslexia and how you needed help even with this book and how that's affected your life. And here you are an author. So tell me about, about the impact of that. I highlighted that because I wanted to inspire anyone who had something to say or to tell to please ask for help. I write about help in my book, um, chapter four, Do What Works, because help is a sign of strength. Knowing where to go to get support is only going to make you better. And I have always gravitated towards, you know, getting help. And I recognize how much that has assisted me in every area of my life. So I had a really hard time in school because I just, I recognized, you know, I knew I was, I knew I was smart. I was always very capable. I was, you know, a leader. And at the same time, things were not sticking 
you know, in terms of, you know, when I would read, I'd, it would go in one brain and out the other. I'd have to use a piece of paper to sort of line, mm-hmm. you know, the reading. And I went to public school and I went to a big public school and I was never flagged probably in the way I would have been now and in the way that my my daughter was very early on. So I'm sure that I had some sort of, you know, learning challenge, um, mild to moderate dyslexia. My husband will tell you I write everything backwards. I mean, one of our funniest stories were we were going traveling early in our relationship and he was asking me to look for, you know, Route 69. And I took us all the way to Route 96, which was like two hours in the opposite direction. So I, you know, I recognize these things did not come easily to me. And I wanted to share this information and I got help. I got someone to help me write this material and I use technology. So I say help is often just a phone away. I I use dictation devices to get a lot of these ideas on paper. And now the the tools that we have, I just downloaded a dictation reading device to help me get through, you know, books and articles a little bit quicker. So if there's something that's preventing you from getting to where you want to go, whether it's personally or professionally, look around to your community, to your network, to your friends, family, colleagues, and see who can help. That's how you'll move forward. Love it. I am going to put that on my do list um, of something to look into. What is it? What is it? What is it called? It's really neat. What's the? What's? Do you know what the app is called? The dictation thing. Oh gosh, I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna have to tell you. Send it to me. Just popped up. Okay. Okay, it's very cool. Okay, so in terms of your coaching business, let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, "Oh my gosh, can this woman please help me? I need her help." What should they do? And who are the best people? Like, who are people who you're like, this is my sweet spot. I would love to help this type of person. I'm your, I'm your girl. Okay. So um, the first thing I want to say is when we're working with coaches, I always, you know, I play a lot with, with word choices. And I think when we're, we're talking about coaching, we're saying, you know, I want a coach. I want you to be sort of motivated because really having a coach is such a, it's such a, it's such a luxury and they make you better. And at the same time, it's, not everyone can, you know, have that. So the first thing is, is you in the book, if it's not right, go left. There are coaching exercises with each chapter and you will feel like you've got me on your shoulder after you read a chapter and work yourself through those questions. So a lot of coaching is the art of asking questions. So you can get that just by being with the book and sort of being your own wellness coach. So that's the first thing I want to offer to people. Really do some of the work with yourself and get started. Then if you want to go deeper, you can go to my website, kristenglosserman.com and ask for a 30-minute consult. And that is something that I offer to anyone who wants to learn more about coaching and more about my practice. So that is available. And then you can look on the website further to see different packages or different offerings. So I do a one-off called a hash out. That's a quickie 45 minutes. You know, you've got a big meeting tomorrow. I really partner with people in their businesses through my executive coaching practice. So a colleague of mine was flying to close a round of funding. And she's like, you know what? I just want to hash this out with you about how I'm going to show up, the questions I'm going to ask, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to not do. I just want to get really clear on my meeting. We'll do a hash out. Then I have other clients that I've been working with for two years and I feel like I'm part of their 
you know, lives and their businesses. And we meet once a month for, you know, we've been doing that for over a year now. And I'm really working with this young individual to craft her vision for her life and her business. So there are different ways that I work with people. If you are a person that wants to create positive change and you're really committed to it, then um, I think it's worth exploring with me or anyone else that's available. So how do people know if they need a coach or a therapist? That's a great question. I'm glad we can highlight that. So coaches, executive coaches, life coaches work with you know healthy, high-functioning individuals. So we are practitioners of positive direction, life choices, decision. I'm a goal-setting strategist. So I work around mindset, discipline, goal-setting, and accountability. That is different than someone who feels they are or may be clinically depressed. That is a different path. So I think understanding that is is really important. Okay. And now that you've gone through the book process, how did you, like, what is the short version of how you went from the idea to getting it published? As you know, you, you get it all on paper, you get your outline, you have a rough manuscript, right? And you begin shopping it out. You begin talking about what you've created to people. So one of the things I, I, I talk about in the book is not recreating the wheel. If you're doing something, there's probably someone out there that's done something similar. Ask for help. So I went to my good friend, Margaret Sakarian, who um, is an author and has done books. And I said to her, okay, I have this manuscript. What do I do with it? And she said, I have a few people you can call and, and talk about it. So I made those calls. She gave me her public, you know, her publisher's name, who so politely and graciously passed on the book. And I said, okay, what other doors can I open? And I wound up going with an amazing partnership publisher in San Francisco, the Collective Book Studio. And we just hit it off and we, you know, started brainstorming about not only what was written, but what could be added. This whole idea of adding my personal story Mm -hmm. that came through collaboration. And I think once you give energy to any project, you know, it sort of takes on a life of its own. And over the course of two years, we came up with if it's not right, go left. And it's really, a, it's a self, it's my self-help manual that I'm offering and sharing. Wow. But the photography is amazing. Who, is it, is, who's your photographer? Oh, I had two great, it, if we have t- do we have time for this quick story? So, yes. so, you know, we were working on this book pre-COVID and uh, Liza Gershman was my photographer. She's very, very talented. I, I tag her a bunch on my IG And she was flying in to do the project. And we had mapped out that it would probably take four days of photography because I wanted to try to capture Manhattan. And then I grew up on Long Island. I consider myself very much a Long Island girl. So I wanted to capture some of that as well. What what part of Long Island? Where on Long Island? I was was raised in Dix Hills, exit 50. And we spent summers driving back and forth to Montauk. So um, you'll see, you know, I talk about the East End and the incredible impact that that area has had on on me and my life and my family. Uh, Finding your happy place is such a important, you know, box to check. So if you haven't found it yet, keep looking because that's where I know, you know, when when things are getting rough, I, I know exactly where to go. 
So anyway, so Liza flies in and we do the first day, but the climate in New York is really concerning. People are starting to talk about this virus and what's happening overseas. And I'm getting texts from, I I have this wonderful woman in Italy who found me and, and I have this beautiful virtual relationship with, and she was telling me how bad things were getting over there. I mean, Mm. the voice of concern was like, I mean, I didn't know if she was being alarmist Mm -hmm. because she was trying to warn me on what was coming. And it just seemed so extreme from where we were in that actual moment. This is going back to March. And day two of the photo shoot, my makeup artist canceled. And Liza was, you know, I don't know if I can get there. I think I should book flights home. And I got an email from my neighbor in the building that she was pulling her kids out of school and leaving to New Jersey. I mean, literally in 24 hours, it felt like the whole city. Do you remember that moment? Yes. It felt like that was the second day of our shoot. It was like you felt the whole city closing. And we went out to the park. We took some morning pictures and and Liza just shut down. She's like, I have to go. And I said, yeah. you, know, you have to go and I have to go get my kids. And it was just clear that it was over. No, no yeah. matter where we were and how important and all the time, effort and energy we had put into this project, it was over a day and a half into it. And I think at that point, right, we all went into survival mode. We had no idea what was going to happen over the next few weeks. And I, I guess part of me thought the project was, you know, dead or at least at least postponed to an un like mm-hmm. we just had no idea. Yeah. And then um my publisher said, you know, do you want to just go with what we have? And this is where, you know, this is where my grit come like, no, like it's not <laughs> even no, I, like it's not even halfway done. Like I, right. I haven't gotten this far right. to, you know, turn around halfway up the mountain. So I just said, let's, you know, let's sit on it. I'll use this time to edit, which was a beautiful thing because I had something productive to, you know, to work on during a really, really rough time. And then we, you know, we sort of picked it up again when it, when it felt right. We wound up bringing in a second photographer from the East End and Madison and, um, you know, somehow got it finished. So I, I hope the the book is a is not only helpful, but uh, it really it's it, it's just such a message of resilience and determination that you just keep going, even if the steps are really small. You just keep going. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing all that. I really got so much out of your story, of your book, of your lessons. I mean, I literally am like, I'm reading this after I'm like, you know, (laughs) saying like, I should have asked for help for this stupid bag thing. So I'm like, okay, okay. Sometimes you have to like go through it to to internalize it, right? Just like you were saying with COVID. It's like, I had people warning me too. And they were like, don't let anyone in your house. It's like, what are you talking about? We're having like having a book event in five minutes. So anyway. Well, that, but that's the good news. I actually think you you have to go through it to yes. learn from it, right? Yes. So yes. If, if you're going through it now, know that there's a there's the lesson in that and there's the strength in that. And you're just you're just not through it yet, but you will be able to draw from it. Wow. Well, one day we should meet up in New York and get all four of our kids together and see what happens. <laughs> I'd love, it would be chaos. Right? Let's just like throw beautiful, them somewhere. Chaos. How, how old are the kids? Amy? Seven, eight, and 14, and almost 15, and almost nine, and seven. How about you? Yeah. You lose track, right? You're like, I, yes. all right. Yesterday, so, I 
think I got one of the ages wrong, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. An age or a birthday. Like, yeah. That's not my birthday. Yeah. Nine, 11, 13, 14. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. goals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank oh, you for, thank you for having me. I hope this helps. Yes. No, feel, feel well. And thank you also for bringing Michael into our lives. When I read this to my son last night, as I was, it said, in loving memory of my brother, Michael, John, I miss you and think about you every day and I'll hold you in my heart always. And I said to my son, I was like, and now we're holding him in our hearts. Like, that's just the power of having this picture and the message and like that these strangers that I didn't even know, you know, now, now the two, now we went to bed, like thinking about your brother. So anyway, thank you. Thank the power you so of sharing. much for that. Thank <laughs> okay. you. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Divi. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 